The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, certified health coach, and I work with women to help them get control of their food cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans. And I'm Mary Preston, a licensed marriage and family therapist, life coach, and the founder of the Goodbye Burnout for Healthcare Professionals program. If you're a healthcare professional experiencing stress, come join me in the Saying Goodbye to Burnout Facebook group. And the link is in the show notes, or just do a search on Facebook for the info. And of course, if you have questions about any of our programs, the podcast, or anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group, or just find us on social media. I am pretty much always active on Facebook. (laughs) And if you struggle with overwhelming cravings that you just can't seem to get control of, then I invite you to come join me in my Lose Your Cravings community where I'm planning some pretty amazing trainings and some free coaching opportunities this year. Um, So just head on over to Facebook and search Lose Your Cravings and join. Awesome. On to our topic of the day, which is looking at your finances. What? Mm -hmm. It's time to look at the money. In this episode, we'll talk about, you know, what is money and what you can do to begin to get over your fears of money. This is perfect for me, Mary. Absolutely. Teach me me your ways. Okay. So let me, let me talk to you about (laughs) money. (laughs) Um, So in my experience, when I was growing up, we never had money. Uh, We never had enough. And my mother was always like super proud of her ability to work with almost nothing, right? To budget, Mm -hmm. to save, and to shop clearance. And Mm -hmm. after I went to college and moved out on my own, I continued to struggle financially. Um, I don't know about you, Kisa, but when I walked onto my college campus, like my first year, my freshman year, they had tables set up uh, Mm -hmm. where you could sign up for a credit card. It was like very easy and very convenient. Wow. So of course I did, right? Do not remember that. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, they shouldn't be. But <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> College freshmen are should not have credit cards, but I right. did. Nice. Um, yeah. And it seemed that I never had quite enough to cover the bills. Often my card, my bank card would be denied at stores. Uh, checks would bounce. Bills would bounce. And then when we moved to Hawaii and we bought our home, this totally continued, right? Like we made pretty good money, money, but continued to live paycheck to paycheck, often not making enough to pay one bill or the next. My credit debt was historically always super high. And I, I don't know about you, but I always paid the minimum on my cards mm-hmm. every month. That was my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, then one year, you know, it's kind of the year when everything broke down. It was the year that Titus, my dog had surgery Mm -hmm. on both of his back legs, super expensive. Um, I had a huge mental breakdown. I realized that I needed to figure this out. Um, It was always such a huge uh, argument between 
my husband, Nathan, and I, you know, how much money we had, how we were doing financially. And so finally, this is probably, you know, I'm like, I think around like 26, probably, <laughs> probably mm-hmm. older. I yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to do some research. <laughs> so my first research was on how to make more money, right? Because mm-hmm. I always assumed that I just needed to make more money in order to pay all of my credit cards off, right? And I just needed to make more money and then I'd have more money to like spend. Um, unfortunately, it was through this research that I learned that I like I was making a huge mistake that so many people make over and over and over again. I just wasn't paying attention to my money. I don't... T- tell me, Keith, if you have this experience, I wasn't looking at it at all. Like, oh yeah, totally. My yeah. paycheck would come in, and it was automatic, like automatically deposited into my account, and then I would just pay bills. <laughs> I would never, oh, I would yeah. like look at my bank account. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just kind of hope and pray. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> cross your fingers, hope that it all went through. Right, just kind of like a general estimate Mm -hmm. of how much things cost. And, um, you know, and then (laughs) things would not always work out the way I wanted. I literally just wasn't even looking at it. And one of the first exercises that most any financial person will have you do is to find the balances of all of your debt. They'll have you write down all of your bills They'll have you estimate what you spend on certain things, right? They'll ask you to like sign into your bank account mm-hmm. and look at the numbers that are in there. They'll basically have you pay attention. They don't give you 10 ways to make more money because this is the problem, right? You know what you'll do with that more new money, right? Like you make $10,000 more a year, you mm-hmm. just spend it. <laughs> right. Like you won't even know what you've spent it on. Mm -hmm. And this was so true for me in all of my life, right? How was it that I was making, I I think it was like triple in Hawaii, what I was making in New York with my first job, right? Um, But I had like the exact same amount of debt, always. I was always living paycheck to paycheck, always paying the minimum on my credit card bills, And it's because as soon as I made more, I just spent more, right? This is what we do. We have, we like mentally in our minds, we have how much money we have to spend and then we spend it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we moved to Hawaii. We bought two cars and a home and immediately went back to having no extra cash to pay anything down. (laughs) Like it's just almost exactly paycheck to paycheck. Um, So I began the journey of looking at the numbers constantly, right? Like what's in the bank account? What's been paid off? What do my loans look like? How much money do I owe? I made sure that Nathan, my husband was also looking frequently, right? Like what's going on in the bank account. Um, and this was really helpful. It's, it's one of the, I probably the first thing that I would also recommend, right? Because knowing how much money you have is very important but it didn't decrease the amount of fear that I always had towards money and finances. Hmm. Um, This is because there's one more extraordinarily important exercise that I really needed to do. I had to look at my beliefs about money, right? Because knowing how much I had didn't help me 
know how to feel about that number, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Because what I didn't realize at that time is that money is pretty much just made up. <laughs> I'm laughing because I agree with you. It's just so I'm weird. Yeah. Kisa, don't laugh at me. <laughs> no, really, like money is just made up. The value of a dollar is just simply agreed upon by the people. And right. the number of dollars that something is worth also made up. Somebody mm-hmm. just decided this is why Bitcoin can be a thing, right? Yeah. Enough people agreed Agreeing. that they will accept Bitcoin as payment because enough people agree, enough people can use it. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> like Bitcoin is a, even more so literally made up, right? Like somebody, up. Uh, the names of the Bitcoins are so incredible and so varied and just made up. So that's the truth, right? Like it's just, it's, it's a mental construct that we have and there's no hard and fast rule about it. And so what's really important is to understand what you believe about money. So I did a couple of exercises, right? Like I listened to all kinds of podcasts and, and read books and stuff. And I had to sit down and think about what I believed about money. You get Mm -hmm. a lot of your first beliefs from those you spent the most time with when you're young, right? For me, that was my mom and my dad. Um, And I had to figure out what messages I was hearing most often. So for us, I grew up in a very Catholic family, right? Catholic more so than any other (laughs) cultural connection, right? Mm -hmm. And often I heard messages from the Bible about the poor, right? The poor, for some reason, throughout most of the stories, at least most of the stories that like were repeated in my church, were very much the poor are like blessed and loved and valued. And Jesus very much loves the poor. Um, and then the rich tended to be villainized, right? They're greedy. They're selfish. Um, they're, they're not somebody you would want to be. And so interestingly, right, like as I'm looking through all of my beliefs, all the messages I've heard, my brain was basically from these messages wired to stay poor because that's the better of the two options. It's Mm -hmm. like being poor gets you to heaven, right? So like, of course, you want to be poor. You don't want to be rich. Rich people are greedy and selfish and they don't go to heaven. I don't know. Maybe they do. Right. But in my mind, this is this is where my mind went with these messages. Um, And that's probably not what they wanted me to believe. I don't know. Right. Like, I don't think that's what I was supposed to get from those messages. I think it was mostly like, like if you're poor, like that doesn't mean that you can't go to heaven, right? Like you're loved and blessed, but it, I don't right. think it meant like you have to be poor, but that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also heard many old sayings. I'm sure we've heard a whole bunch of these, right? Like money doesn't grow on trees. A penny saved is a penny earned thousand different ways to tell you about not spending money and like the way you should believe about money. Um, The other big message that I always got from when I was younger was because my mom often bragged about not spending money. Hmm. She had a really amazing ability to, to operate with almost nothing. 
right? And so she would brag about it often, which on the one hand is like super amazing. Like I'm not hating on my mom for this. She was a badass parent feeding six children as a stay-at-home mom. And my father worked hard, but he was a contractor. He didn't make a lot of money. He didn't bring a lot in. Um, And so totally like, of course, she was very proud of herself, right? Like, of course, she was um, bragging about like her ability to make whatever kind of meat that she bought at a budget, you know, to, to last forever. But on the other hand, I became so proud of being skilled at being poor that it, it became part of my identity. Um, and I actually, and, and I mean that honestly, right? Like not just I like the way I thought about money, but I was like the poor kid and proud of it. Right. And again, nothing wrong with that. But it's very hard to have money if you're the poor kid. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just yeah. it doesn't compute in a person's brain to be really good at budgeting, but then also be wealthy, right? Right. So I had to actually begin to write down all of my beliefs. And we've talked about this before, right? The way that you think brings about your cir- or brings about your results. And so I had to write down all of my beliefs and decide if I want to keep thinking this way, if I want to keep believing this way, because they were going to continue to bring the same results over and over and over again, right? If I continue to think I live paycheck to paycheck, or I'm poor and proud of it, or the poor go to heaven, right? Or like whatever Mm -hmm. belief that I had, I was going to continue to get the same results, which is living paycheck to paycheck, um, so I began to research how wealthy people think, and this was way more fun. This is way more fun work. <laughs> um, I know, Kisa, have you ever read the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki? I I've definitely heard of it, but I have not read it. I don't know if I recommend it necessarily as like, I know so many people are like, it's like the Bible of, um, like some financial gurus or like really love it. Right. I did really like a couple of the um, the things that that he was saying was very much about like thinking the way wealthy people think, right? Thinking the way rich people think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to say like, this is the, the be all end all of books, but it was definitely a good book to say like, oh, one of the ones that I really got from it was um, that uh, wealthy people are generous. Mm, mm-hmm. And that one just sticks in my mind. I really love that one. Yeah. So it, it began to change the way I think about rich people. Um, I, it made me change the way I believe I would think if I had money to spare, right? If I had money to pay down my debt and money to spend, like what does a person who has extra money, what, how do they think? How do they believe about money? Um, and so I, you know, just started to think about like, what, if I, what, and I like to use the word wealthy. That's one of the things from, from that book that I really liked. Um, just because I think sometimes when we talk about like rich people, like it's kind of like a negative connotation and I don't think we should have a Mm -hmm. negative connotation, but it's just easier to think about like wealthy people or like people, folks with money, um, right? Like how would they think about the world, right? Like they would, they would be generous in tipping, um, you know, 
uh, what else? I'm trying to think of what else I got from that book. Um, they think about, about investing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. They think about like, how can I use my money to make more money? Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they think about it kind of like a game instead of, you know, because I think when I was living paycheck to paycheck, I was very much like, I need money. And Mm -hmm. I like, I don't have enough money versus like, how do I play with money? How do I like, how do I use money in a fun way, in a way that's going to like make my life better? Yeah. It's almost like the scarcity mindset of not Mm -hmm. having enough. Like there's, there's never going to be enough. I don't have enough versus, Mm -hmm you know, somebody who plays with money, they, you know, obviously <laughs> their mindset has shifted in the sense that, you know, they, ha- they have enough. There's, you know, there's always going to be enough and mm-hmm. they're going to see how they can make more. Yeah. And there's this idea of like, I have enough. And also um, like this money is mine to use, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like money always seemed like a thing that I needed to find, right? It was like money was in control and my job would give me money. Right. Like only so much. Right. And then I like wealthy people have this, this different thinking about money where it's like, I wonder what I can do with money, right? Like I am in charge of, of this money. What can I do with it? I like that, Mary. And, and so it's, it's just a little bit different and it doesn't make people better or worse at money. Right. But it's like, oh, this is just a tool that I can use to invest. I could put it on, right. Like I could pay down my credit cards. I could put it in a mm-hmm. savings account for my children. I always thought this was so funny. Like when I heard that, that people have um, college funds, I was like, college funds, <laughs> like you just put money in an account for years. <laughs> yeah. To Just pay for it. your college? Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> literally crazy blew concept. my mind. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because <sighs> oh. like, I think, you know, even my my classmates in, in high school, like I think some of them probably, like they probably had like college money, like their parents were going to help them pay for um, for college. But I think yeah. like, even just the idea of like a savings account just for this one specific thing to use someday, maybe. Right. Wow. Like people put money in trusts. They put, they do all kinds mm-hmm. of things with money. Yeah. It's just the thing fun. you have. You just play with it. It is. And then if you use it right, you get more yeah, play with more. it correctly and you get more back. Well, and I think this is the other part, right? Like sometimes you don't and it's okay. Like that's yeah. the other thing about people who invest, mm-hmm. right? They're just like, oh, like sometimes sometimes I I do this with my money and I get more money and sometimes I get less, like sometimes it, it mm-hmm. doesn't go the way I want, right? And I get less money and people who have money in the stock market have to like be willing to lose money sometimes and watch their numbers drop. Yeah. And then be okay with that. Yeah. Like they're fine with it. I've never gotten into the stock market personally. I actually recommend it because you can not like not put a, I mean, do what you will. This is not a, (laughs) I'm not giving (laughs) advice on what to do with their money. 
What I do think not is fascinating. Financial <laughs> like I'm not giving financial advice, not telling you what to do, not telling you to admit, to uh, put your money in the stock market, except like I have, it's like the tiniest amount of money. It's so amazing in a stock. Um, so I have two. So I have a little bit of money in Wendy's because my, my aunt Barb, who is actually a wealthy person. And I love that. I loved Mm -hmm. like watching my aunt Barb have money and like do things with money. And she bought a stock in Wendy's and it's been really fascinating to like check my Mm -hmm. check, how much money I have and watch it. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. And then I bought another, um, I bought some stock in CBIS. I don't recommend. Um, It's a, it's a cannabis company that my husband went to a talk to like, <laughs> I don't know, 15 years ago. And we were like, what? Oh boy. Like hot up and coming company. It's going to be yeah. so amazing. And I bought like a, a bunch of shares for like pennies and it, like it spiked. It got, it was worth a ton of money comparatively. Right. Like I didn't have right. that much money in right. there, but like multiplied by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, I should buy more. So I bought more and it is worth nothing. <laughs> it's like zero. I don't even know if it exists anymore. I think it went like it would, it's not even public anymore. Oh my gosh. But it was kind of fun. Like it's, it's one of those things you can watch, watch the numbers and then pay attention to how you respond to it. Right. Like, what do mm-hmm. I think about? What do I believe when I watch the numbers plummet? Right. Like it's only... It's not yeah. like I'm actually losing money. The money was spent. I gave somebody else my money a long time ago to basically right. watch the numbers go up and down. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. That's, it's not my money anymore. Yeah. But it was really interesting to watch um, my emotional state as it goes up and down. And it's, yeah. it's kind of an interesting um, exercise in what do I believe about money, right? Like, what do I believe when um, those numbers go up? What do I believe when those numbers go down, right? Did I lose money? Did I gain mm-hmm. money? What do I believe about these dollars? Yeah. Um, but again, do what you want with your money, but it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, my husband do- does dabble in the stock market. He's more of that mm-hmm. on that end. Um so we do have some money, but it's like, it's not a lot. It's more of a, like a play for fun. Kind of mm-hmm. like, like you're saying, you know, you like watch them or numbers go up and down and try and like make strategic, like small mm-hmm. investments. Right. Do I make like, an investment now? Do yeah. I sell? It's kind of like a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my brother has, um, you know, he's invested, he has a financial advisor and he's invested okay. money into, you know, I'm sure stocks and bonds, right? The financial advisor takes care of the money. And yeah. it's really interesting for me to watch him because I have like, God, I don't, I don't even know how much money I have, right? Like very little money in the stock market. And I'm like, <gasps> like heart attack, you know, when it goes up and down $10, uh-huh. you know, my brother has got like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like yeah. invested. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like wow that's it's so different right yeah yeah definitely and it's all good it's all pretty fantastic yeah and no I think the the best thing that ever happened right because recently my husband and I you know doing our private practice had financial issues and 
got through it so much better than we would have years ago, just because mm-hmm. we're like, what, you know, like we, we know how to make money, mm-hmm. we know how to pay bills. We like, if we have to borrow money, we know how to pay it back. Right. I'm not going to be destitute on the street. I'm not going to be pushing a shopping cart. We're not going to lose the house. Right. Or even if we had to like sell the house, like we'd still like we'd survive. There's right. no, we're not like in danger. Our safety is not, you know, in peril. Like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be able to take care of our four dogs, which is really the thing we care the most about. Right. Like right. we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And so it was like nervous. It was stressful, but nowhere near what it would have been like in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I was like, like, I never had an ulcer, but like, I imagine, right. Like if you imagine just being like, so doubled over and tense all the time and just like worried about money. That's how I was yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mary. Fun. <laughs> Does it sound like fun? It was not <laughs> being doubled over. No. And it was, I'm I had, that. It's like, I had my, my very first panic attack this morning, like I remember pulling up to uh, the elementary school that I worked at, mm-hmm. pulled up into the driveway. And I don't remember why, like checking my email or something, probably avoiding going in. I was probably right. like, already late and just procrastinating even more. Um, but I realized that I had automatically paid my mortgage bill. And then I thought that I hadn't paid it. And so then I sent a payment. And so I had double paid my mortgage bill definitely didn't have money in the account to like double pay a double mortgage pay bill. A mortgage. <laughs> right. So of course, of course, one of those is going to bounce. And that mm-hmm. was the day that I discovered that usually they'll try it twice because they just want to make sure you get your mortgage paid. But so then that meant that of course, like it bounces from my account two twice. times. And so then oh you get gosh, your late Mary. fees two times. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mary. I actually think I remember the story, truthfully. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it was like, and so I just sat in my car, yeah. just like, <gasps> just like breathing hard and crying a bit, panicking. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. I'm not afraid of money <laughs> because now I know like the worst yeah. thing that happens is that I get like two late fees. Like that sucks. I don't want to pay them or not late fees, right. um, overdraft fees, right? Like I don't want overdraft, to pay yeah. them an extra $60. Like that is not pleasant idea. It's not really something I would right. like to do, but it also, You're- I am okay if I have to pay an overdraft fee, like mm-hmm. I'm going to survive. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> You're not going to be homeless. I'm not going to be homeless because of this. And of course, you know, and speaking of that, right, like this doesn't mean, right, like, of course, there are some folks where it is very difficult, like systemically, it can be very difficult to go from like having almost no money to like that next step up, which is being able to spend money and just think about money differently. And I don't want to, I don't want to undervalue that, right? Like that is a a very, I think, different situation, but also worth in those moments, right? Because sometimes at that point, money is safety and security, right? It is, can I I get food, Mm -hmm. right? It is, but also working on the way you think about money, even in those circumstances can be helpful. It's Mm -hmm. not like, this is why I always like the secret, you know, you remember the secret? Like, you just like, you just put, 
you just write a check for $10,000 or a million dollars. I forget. I don't know. And you just like tape it to your ceiling. Right. And you just like find it. It like, it shows up on your doorstep. Right. And kind of like, that's how it makes it sound. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I mean. Right. But believing differently about money can reduce your fear about money and it clears you up to be able to make choices about money in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love that, Mary. So powerful. So I got, you know, just five really quick tips um, to get your finances back into your control. Right. So number one, look at your balances, right? Go to your bank online, (laughs) put in your username and password and just (laughs) see what it says. Right. Like what's going on in there? Be brave enough to like, take a look. Right. The second tip is similar. Add up your debt, right? All of your credit cards, all of your student loans, all of your car loans, all of your house loans. Those are mine. I don't know if there's Mm -hmm. other ones that people have, right? Mm -hmm. Add them all up. Just, Just put the number somewhere, right? It's okay. It's just numbers. Um. And also knowing the number doesn't make it any different, by the way, because I think that was my other fear. Like speaking of looking at your debt, I think I was afraid of looking at it because then it made it real. But the truth is Mm. it was the same number, whether I looked at it or not. I just knew what it was when I looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. Number three is, of course, right? Budgets. This is why we do the budgets. It's like, look at your bills, write down how much you spend on each um, on each bill every month and be really specific. Mm. And in this one is just something like, these are all things, you know, I know you can work with a financial person. I think that's a great idea if you can do that. Um, but if you don't, it's like, look at these things constantly, right? Like look at your balances, add up your debt, look at your bills. How much are you spending paying attention frequently? Um, I didn't talk about it before, right? But come up with a plan, right? Like, what is your plan? Do you want to keep your debt or would you like to have less of it? And if it's having less of it, thinking about what would that look like, right? Um, I want to pay off my credit card bills in so many months or years, right? Like figuring out what is my plan for this? And then the most important one, right? And I would honestly, I would do all of that work first, knowing how much you have, knowing how much you owe, what is your plan? And then write down all of your money beliefs, right? Like, what do you believe now? What did you, what were you taught as a kid? What kind of lessons did you hear over time? Um, Did you have different examples of how to think about money, right? Like I had my, my mom who was super proud of being poor. And then I had like, every once in a while, we'd go visit my aunt Barb, who was like, when I look Mm -hmm. back, I'm like, she's not super rich, right? But like, (laughs) good stuff right like she had a house that was nice and um you know she just had like quality items you know like she was able to like spend money on things and she was able to invest a little bit and so those were my different um uh examples when I was growing up right and then what do you want to believe how how would you believe if you were wealthy like what would you think about money if it wasn't a big deal and you had extra Wow. That's it. I like that. If you had just, you know, 
money, you had extra, what would you do with it? Yeah, what, I would like you, that idea. Like, what would you, how would you think about money? If you, that was, um, I, I don't remember where, right. But it was like, what if you just had like money in the bank, not like spending money, but just like, like a savings account, a savings an account. account money in it that you, you just, just didn't put have money to in. And it's not for college. It's not for like your <laughs> car. It's like, what, what if you just had like $10,000? Mm-hmm. what would you think right like how how would your thinking be different for for you to keep it in there right for it not to be an emergency fund a college fund uh whatever it's just like this is my money mm-hmm. it's extra <laughs> anywho any anywho love it thank you mary for sharing that yeah give me some, give me some ideas yeah ways to look at money differently I love it. Yeah, let's all let's all think about money differently. And Anna and I, Anna, my sister, the one who does the the intro on this podcast, um, we for a long time when she lived with me in Hawaii, we would call it uh, what did we call it? Uh, play tickets, fun tickets. Fun tickets. <laughs> we called dollars fun tickets. Fun tickets. What are you, What are you going to do with your fun tickets? Ooh, I don't know. What am I going to do with my fun tickets? We <laughs> <laughs> get some ice cream. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, ice cream with your that's what fun tickets should be used for. All righty, friends. (laughs) That's all we've got for you today. (laughs) Thank you so much for being awesome as always and listening in. Definitely tune into our next episode. We're going to talk about how your career can affect your health and wellness. Um, If you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. And you can also check out Kisa at her website at www.kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible. And we need your help to get our message out. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, we would love it if you would leave us an honest review on iTunes. Simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, and click on write a review. That's it. Super helpful, friends. We appreciate it. (laughs) Adios. (laughs) Bye.